We want you to do it again. Brian stared at him. It's a joke, right? Derek shook his head. Not at all. But I think we should wait for your mother to come home and talk to her and your father. We'll come back later. He turned to leave and the other two men, still silent, followed him to the door. Just a minute. Brian stopped him. Maybe I didn't understand what you said. Let me get it straight. You want me to go back and do it over again? Live in the woods with nothing but a hatchet? Derek nodded. That's it. But that's crazy. It was rough. I mean, I almost died, and it was just luck that I made it out. Derek shook his head. No, not luck. You had something more going for you besides luck. Brian had a mental picture of the porcupine coming into his shelter in the dark, throwing the hatchet and hitting the rock embedded in the wall and getting sparks. If the porcupine hadn't come in and he hadn't thrown the hatchet, and if the hatchet hadn't hit the rock just right, there wouldn't have been sparks, and he wouldn't have had a fire, and he might not be standing here talking to this man now. Most of it was luck. Let me explain what I mean. Brian waited. We teach what you did, or we try to. But the truth is, we have never done it, and we don't know anybody who has ever done it. Not for real. He shrugged his shoulders, moving under the jacket. Oh, we do silly little tests, you know, where we go out and pretend to survive. But nobody in our field has ever had to do it, where everything is on the line. He looked directly at Brian. Like you. The one named Bill Mannerly stepped forward. We want you to teach us. Not from a book, not from pamphlets or training films, but really teach us what it's like, so we can teach others more accurately. Brian smiled. He couldn't help it. You mean take a class out and show them what I did? Derek held up his hands and shook his head. No, not like that. Nothing phony. We haven't worked it all out yet. But we thought one of us would go with you and stay out there with you, live the way you live, watch you, learn, learn. Take notebooks and make notes. Write everything down. We really want to know how you did it, all the parts of it. Brian believed him. His voice was soft and sincere and his eyes were honest, but still Brian shook his head. It wasn't like you think. It wasn't a camping trip. I lost weight, but more than that, I didn't come back the same. And he thought, I'm still not the same. I'll never be the same. He could not walk through a park without watching the trees for game could not not hear things. Sometimes he wanted not to see, not to hear everything around him, noise, colors, movement, but he couldn't blank them out. He saw, heard, smelled everything. That's what we want to know, those things, Derek smiled. Look, don't say no yet. Let us come back and talk to your mother, explain it all, and then you can make a decision, all right? Brian nodded slowly. All right, just to talk, right? just to talk. The three men left and Brian looked at the digital clock on the table in the entryway. It would be an hour before his mother got home. He had some studying to do. It was the end of May and there were finals, but he decided to cook dinner. He loved to cook. It was one of the things that had changed about him from the time when he was in the woods. He thought of it as the time. Just that, the time. When he was speaking quietly to Deborah about it, he tried to tell her of it all of it, including the moments when he tried to end himself. When he spoke to her about it, he always started it with just those words, the time. A year had passed, and in the world around him, not much had changed. His mother still saw the man, though not as much, and Brian thought it might be passing what they had between them.
The divorce was still final and would probably remain so. He'd gone to visit his father after the time and found that he'd fallen in love with another woman and was going to marry her. Things ground on a day at a time, but Brian had changed completely. And one of the things that had happened was that now he loved to cook. There was something about the food, preparing the food, looking at the food. There was so much of it compared to what he'd had in the woods. He enjoyed taking the food out, working with it and cooking it and serving it and eating it, chewing each bite, knowing the food, watching other people eat. Sometimes he would just sit and watch his mother eat what he had cooked, and once it bothered her so much that she looked up at him, a piece of sautéed beef on a fork halfway to her mouth. What is it? I'm just watching you eat, he said to her. It's something, eating. Just to see somebody eat, it's really something. Are you all right, she'd asked. Of course he wasn't. Or maybe he was and had never been all right.